This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC and the biggest headline being that Liverpool last night completed the £11.7 million signing of Costas Simicus from Olympiacos. And to talk about that, plus much more else besides, I'm pleased to say I'm joined on the line by Matt Addison. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, mate. Yeah, it's uh, nice to have a a signing to talk about. I know lots of Liverpool fans have got very excited indeed. Just from what we've seen so far of him, the, the data and the statistics around him, he just seemed like a, an excellent fit for Liverpool. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Liverpool back in, in training, I think, next week. So, should get the, the first glimpse of him and I'm sure that excitement will only build before the start of, of the new season. Completely agree, mate. And as you touched on there, anyone who's been listening to our podcast or watching our videos on the uh, Blood Red YouTube channel over these last couple of days would have known that ideal for Kostas Simikas was was very close indeed. And and as I said in the intro last night, the the 24 year old Greek international did put pen to paper on a five year contract with the new Premier League champions. And afterwards, both the player and his new manager Jurgen Klopp spoke about the transfer and what it meant and how it came about, Matt. Yeah, some really, really nice words. Obviously, uh, Shimakas is is very, very happy to to be here. He said he grew up a a Liverpool fan, Liverpool's new number 21 now. His his brother is still a Liverpool fan. He said he was the one who sort of pushed him towards making this move. And and Jurgen Klopp really was, you know, talking a great deal about how excited he was to have him on board as well. The desire, the attitude means he's the, the perfect fit to come into the squad and, and sort of right sort of character as well. We know how important that is for Liverpool when they go about their recruitment. First and foremost, it's about how good you are as a footballer, but it's also sort of that off the field sort of side of things as well. And you know, that's hugely important, especially if you're coming into the squad um, almost as a, a backup option. I'm sure he will get chances, but you know, he's not coming in to go straight into that first 11. So, He's going to need to, to sort of be the right character and, and be the right kind of, of fullback to be able to sit on the bench for a little bit to begin with. Um, you know, even someone like Andy Robertson or, or players like that who've come in, established themselves as being some of the best players in the world in their positions. Even they took a, a few months to adjust to life on Merseyside. So I'm sure it's going to be similar sort of situations for Shimikas. But yeah, Klopp says that the desire, the attitude is right. They've watched him for a very, very long time. Obviously, we know that you know he played um, in Holland with Gino Wijnaldum's brother, kept him out of, of the team at, at left-back when he was over there. Played with Pedro Chiravella as well. He was someone who, who sent a, a really nice message and you know wished him the best of luck last night on, on social media. And, and Pep Linders as well, when he was over at NEC in, in Holland, that was the, the same time that, that Schimmichas was on loan in the first division over in the Netherlands. So, yeah, plenty of, of Liverpool links. As I say, a, a player that Liverpool have watched for a long, long time. Uh, I'm sure that the scouts, when they were over, keeping an eye on Chiravella and his progress, they would have probably seen Simicas and, and been impressed by him and have kept an eye on him ever since. And certainly, he's come on a long way since then. But yeah, 24 years of age, uh, still very young, but very experienced as well. He's played um, against some big teams in the Champions League. He's got lots and lots of experience. He's speaking to to somebody who who works with Olympiacos yesterday. They seem to be suggesting that, you know, the the pressure won't be an issue for him coming into Liverpool because, you know, it's the same sort of thing with Olympiacos. They have to win every game. I think he said 
something along the lines of if, if they draw again, it's the end of the world of Olympiacos. <laughs> and I suppose you could say something very similar for Liverpool. Certainly the last couple of seasons, it sort of felt like that with Manchester City close behind. So, yeah, he's, he's young enough to be able to be moulded and, and improved, but at the same time does come in with a lot of experience and, and hopefully it won't take him too long to sort of adjust. But, yeah, I mean, as a final sort of point on, on Shimakas, I think as much as everyone is delighted with him, um, delighted the fact that Liverpool have made a signing and, and have freshened things up this summer, which I think was needed, particularly in that area of the field. Just a, a word on Jamal Lewis. I think, you know, you, you've got to sort of feel that as much as Shimakas fits the bill, Jamal Lewis, you've got to sort of feel a little bit sorry for, I think. I'm sure he would have been looking forward and, and hoping that the, the Liverpool move came off, but it wasn't to be. And these days, we, we've seen in the past Liverpool going for, for certain targets. If you think of, of Yemen Kanoplianka when he was, I think, at Dnipro at the time, Liverpool went all out for him, ended up not getting him. They weren't prepared to, to pay the fee that, that they wanted. Um, in the end, ended up with no one. That isn't the case anymore. Liverpool had a short list of four players. Sergio Reguilon, um, I think is how you pronounce it, at, at Real Madrid. He'd been on loan at Sevilla and impressed Liverpool a lot last season. Uh, and Lloyd Kelly as well was one that they they looked at. But yeah, Jamal Lewis was was sort of number one choice, if you like. When that didn't happen, they went for Shimikas. So look, it could easily have been any one of those four players. But hopefully, Liverpool have ended up with the, the right one. They've certainly done their research, done their homework. And as I say, from what we have seen, as much as it's going to be a disappointment for Jamal Lewis, I think Liverpool have got themselves an excellent left-back. Uh, somebody who's going to play a lot of games as well next season with, with Costa Shimikas coming in and, and hopefully, as I say, he can, can settle and make a real impact. Now all eyes turn to who Jurgen Klopp could sign next and uh, Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst, who we will be hearing from later today, has already confirmed that Brighton centre-back Ben White who's just spent a very successful loan spell at Leeds United, is one of the players under consideration. Whether Brighton will be willing to sell White is another matter completely, but a former England international match made a big claim about the player if he does indeed join Liverpool. He certainly has, yeah. Paul Robinson says Ben White is, is better than, than Joe Gomez and Joel Matt and He'd be a shoo-in alongside Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool, which, I mean frankly, is, is a ridiculous claim. I don't agree with it in the slightest. I think, obviously, Ben White had a fantastic season in the Championship. Um, he's a great, great young player. I think somebody will end up paying what Brighton want for him this summer, which is maybe 30, 35 million. And you'd imagine that that, that may well prove to be good value at some point further down the line. I don't think it'll be Liverpool. I don't think they'd spend that much, having only got around 10.9 million for Dan Lovren to replace him with Someone who's going to go for probably about three times that amount, I don't think, is a, a particularly Liverpool-type deal. But, you know, I think look, Ben White is, is a fantastic footballer, but Joe Gomez is a similar sort of age. He's played in Champions League finals. He's played for England. He's so much more experienced. You know, both of them are sort of similar in as much as they're very good on the ball. They're very good defensively as well. But you know, they, they are very good ball-playing centre-backs, which is, is huge for the modern game. But... I think Joe Gomez is probably certainly the the best right-sided centre-back in, in the Premier League for me at the moment. I think uh, you know only probably Van Dijk and, and at Manchester City and at Laporte are probably better than him when everyone is at their best. So I think it's slightly strange comments from Paul Robinson, but look, I think Ben White is an excellent footballer.
footballer and you wouldn't be surprised to see him end up at, at one of the top clubs this summer but yeah I'd be very very surprised if, if that was Liverpool The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo does still leave uh, a void to fill though doesn't it because with Simicus signing he's very much a left back whereas Jamal Lewis there was talk about him actually being able to play inside as well as that left sided centre half so you do wonder if later this summer if Jurgen Klopp does make another centre back signing and we've got another name to throw into the mix haven't we Matt according to the Daily Express via Mundo Deportivo in Spain uh, a certain Chelsea centre back is on the, uh, the on the <laughs> speculated as being a potential signing yeah, Antonio Rudiger um, is one of those that the Chelsea are prepared to let go, apparently, this summer. Andreas Christensen and, and one or two others, Kurt Zuma, I think, is uh, among the list as well. I mean, certainly Frank Lampard isn't particularly best pleased with his centre-back options at the moment. I'm sure as much as they're strengthening going forward, they'll at some point probably end up signing a centre-back and that will mean one or two of the, the ones they've already got leaving. So it appears Rudiger is a player that Chelsea have sort of willing to sell um, could potentially be fairly cheap that being the case um, 28 appearances last season he had his injuries um, struggled a little bit for form but you know, he's still only got uh, two years left on his deal uh, again that could point towards possibly a, a cut price uh, deal and the more I think about it actually the more I think it, it does sort of make sense he's a very experienced player I think he's a decent enough defender um, comparing to, to Dan Lovren I mean is he too much different to that would he look better if you played Rudiger alongside Van Dijk for example I think probably he'd look better certainly than what he's looked in that shaky sort of Chelsea defence that we've seen this season so yeah I mean the, the other thing is he's only 27 as well only just turned 27 in March I mean you know, when I, I first sort of thought about Antonio Rudiger reading this story I mean I was expecting him to be couple of years older to be honest so yeah I think at the age of 27 Germany international very experienced has Champions League experience I believe is, has been linked with Liverpool in the past when they've been looking for centre-backs obviously Virgil van Dijk was the one who came in and sort of ended that speculation but it does sort of make a little bit more sense than possibly it, it, it did to begin with for me I think you know, I've always been a fairly big fan of Rudiger I know Chelsea fans have not been particularly impressed with him this season, but I think if you put him into the the more solid and, and stable setup that Liverpool have rather than the very attacking and, and open system that Chelsea play, I think actually Antonio Rudiger could be a, a decent option for Liverpool as long as, of course, the price is right. Yeah, that's the, the key thing, as long as the price is right. And you do wonder whether if a signing like Rudiger, as I imagine, would cost more than what they and Lovren went for, if it means that Liverpool will have to make a, another sale. And, and that leads on to our next headline, because according to the Daily Mirror, if uh, the Reds do decide to cash in on Harry Wilson, they will only do so for a specific price. Yeah, it's uh, something that we have reported as well. I think Theo Squires reported last week or certainly a couple of days ago that, that Liverpool were looking for £20 million pounds for, for Harry Wilson this summer. Similar sort of fee, I think, for Marco Gruwich as well. But it, it does appear that Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Leeds and Southampton are, are all in the race for, for Harry Wilson. And yeah, I'd imagine he will end up leaving Liverpool this summer. He's 23. He wants you know regular football, which I think is understandable. He's obviously had that with Bournemouth this season. Seven goals in a struggling team is you know a decent return from him and we know uh, from watching him at, at Liverpool in pre-season, in youth team games, in that sort of thing, we know how good he is. And 
you know, he can score a lot of goals if you give him chances. So I think, you know, any of those four teams would, would probably suit him. Um, I can certainly imagine him going and playing for a, a Leeds or a Southampton or, or someone like that. I think he'd suit their style of play and the way that they go about things very, very well indeed. Two excellent managers there as well with, you know, obviously Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds. I think that would be an interesting option, particularly for Harry Wilson. Well, Tassin Hoople as well, I think would be a good manager for him to play under. I think obviously similarities a little bit with Jürgen Klopp and we've seen obviously what he's done with, with Danny Ings this season. So potentially that could be something for, for Harry Wilson to, to think about as I say, I would expect him to leave Liverpool this summer. It's just a case of, of who puts the money on the table, really. So we will see what happens. Obviously, Liverpool in a strong position. Their position is, is very clear. They don't want to, to loan him again. It's going to be a sale or it's going to be a case of him staying around and, and bolstering that squad for next season. So, yeah, Harry Wilson, still three years left on his Liverpool contract. Something Liverpool do really well with loan players is make sure they're signed up to, to long-term deals before they go out to them, if they do impress, as Harry Wilson has. That valuation um, can only increase rather than decrease. You know, they've still got plenty of time left on their contract. So, yeah, it's just going to be a case, I think, of, of who can meet that price tag. And I don't know how steadfast that £20 million will be if it's obvious that Harry Wilson isn't going to get too many minutes next season at Liverpool and, and somebody came with 15 or £16 million. Maybe Liverpool would take that, I think, at some point down the line. But, uh, yeah, certainly if he pushes for a move, if somebody puts the money on the table, certainly there is a transfer to be had this summer. And you know, whoever gets him will be getting, I think, a very good Premier League player with a lot of scope to improve. And he's almost unfortunate, really, that Liverpool are so good at this moment in time because certainly in you know previous seasons, maybe even when Jurgen Klopp first arrived at the club, He'd have been an absolute shoe to be one of the, the first substitutes for Liverpool. But the, the, the sort of space that the squad is at now, the, the area that they occupy is very much, you know, one of, if not the best teams in the world at the moment. And yeah, for, for Harry Wilson to get into that, it was always going to be very, very difficult. Just to our final headline, the Champions League quarterfinals kick off tomorrow night and Liverpool of course will not be involved after being knocked out by Atletico Madrid in the last 16 stage and it's now been confirmed Matt just how much the Reds have made or lost depending on your perspective from this season's competition Yep £71 million is the, the sort of headline figure for, for the Champions League this season for Liverpool but uh, £27 million less than the year before is, is sort of the story but at the same time, Liverpool were knocked out, of course, in the last 16 this season. They won it the season before that. So, of course, there is going to be less money in terms of the TV, in terms of prize money and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I suppose the, the more interesting line really is that Chelsea earned a million pounds more than Liverpool despite being knocked out at the same stage. They, of course, lost heavily against Bayern Munich. So, yeah, I mean, the, the reason for that is Chelsea earned more because of the UEFA coefficient, which is sort of based over the last 10 years. They work out sort of your record over that period and, and that influences the amount of money that you take home. So yeah, Chelsea earning just a, a million more than, than Liverpool, more because of previous seasons than this one. And Manchester City, of course, of the, the Premier League teams have earned the most because they've gone the furthest in the competition. You wouldn't put it past them at all to go all the way to the final. So I'm sure they'll pick up a, a little bit more money between now and, and the end of that competition. But 
yeah, for, for Liverpool, £71 million, the headline figure from the Champions League. And I'm sure that will be something that they're aiming to increase next season. Not so much for, for the money, of course, but they'll want to go further than the last 16. And obviously, that game with Atletico Madrid, a couple of, of goalkeeping mistakes, a couple of missed chances in that first leg were costly. And I'm sure you know Liverpool will hope to, to go a little bit further than that next season, um, depending, of course, on, on who they get. But... Yeah, for, for the time being, £71 million pounds for, for Liverpool this season. Certainly not a, a small figure to be taking home. Not at all. Thank you very much, Matt. That is all for today's Morning Bulletin podcast. We, we will be back, I should say, later today with our latest podcast, which will see Paul Gorst give further insight into the signing of Kostas Simikas. But until then, thank you very much, as always, for listening. And bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.